0: salutations gamers welcome to cast co-op the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together i am one of your hosts luke lore the insipid ghost and host of the xbox expansion pass joined by the host of the playstation podcast trophy room hello mr bad Bit. what's up what's going on I purposely uh, mixed up the name of your show and not mine, and I want you to enjoy that. There we go. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm loathing it. <laughs> yeah, it's driving him nuts, and I like it. Episode one, looking good. We are also joined by the big brother of the group, the responsible one, Seasoned Gaming's Ainsley Bowden. Ainsley, welcome to episode one of Cast Co-op.
1: What's going on? Good to be here. Nobody calls me Ainsley.
0: Nobody. Not a single person. He goes no. by Port- yeah. Port- <laughs> Ains. Ains, Ains Port- I realized as I said it, I don't know how to pronounce your name proper. You're kidding at this point, right? I think what we need to focus on here is that I'm trying to make amends. <laughs> the beginning of the episode, you realize it's Porsche power, like the car. That's, it's right? Porsche power, just like I'm the gonna car. Say,
2: I'm just gonna be real, and maybe this is me, like episode one, of the intervention. When I read Ains' like Twitter like handle, I'm like, oof, you know, like <laughs> I, my dyslexic brain does not know which way is up, down, left, right. I've had I've people
1: on Xbox Live call me poor shopper, and I'm like, I'm not a poor shopper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People call me insepid, intrepid, and then Mm -hmm. they compliment me by calling me insipid, and they don't know what that word means either. And it's an enjoyable (laughs) thing. I've had that gamer tag since like 2006. It's fun. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. (laughs) Yes, there we go. So the premise of our show is essentially that we have these antics that that go on in our banter on on the regular, I suppose is the right thing to say, as we coordinate our various separate shows. And we thought we would bring a bit of that with some gaming goodness along to your feeds. It is a bi-weekly? Every other week Mm. is how we... Bi-weekly, bi-monthly. It's bi-weekly, right? That's how we say that properly. Yeah, every two weeks. every other month. Every no, it's every other week. Sorry, every other week. Sorry. Yeah. See, dyslexic. We're having a good time. <laughs> Look at Ains. He's already like, "What have I done?" This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Ains, are you okay? Do you want to reset? I'm good. You I'm good? good. Yeah? yeah. All right, there we go. No. No. So. Each and every episode, we will each bring a, a, a topic or two, and we'll just see how it goes. Chat about different things in the gaming verse, as it were, along with just being goofballs and riffing on one another. I'm really looking forward to podcasting with Ains, and uh, we're gonna have a good time there. That's gonna be it's gonna be good. <laughs> I I feel the same way. I can't wait. Until every other week, I'm sitting here
2: with my two good friends, Ains and the other guy. You <laughs> can never remember, <laughs> but honestly, the whole mission of this show as like. Aids and I, we've had our private, private conversations, our DM, Luke, where it is trying to bring, um, you know, an intelligent conversation around games and mm-hmm. the culture around it, and at the same exact time, having a fun, informative talk about it. Because oftentimes we see, you know, the dumb thumbnails of like shocked expression, you know, down at the lower left. Is mm-hmm. Sony dead? Is Xbox done? You know <laughs> what this Bethesda really means? Whatever, you know, right. all that dumb stuff. And really, it's the show, the mission for me, at least, is to bring that fun banter that we often have, whether you're just like sitting in a car with your friend, just talking on, on your car ride home or, you know, at the lunch table, whatever the case may be, um, of just talking about games and the things that, and the reasons as to why we're so passionate about, them,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Love it. Love it. and Joe, it also Joe, too. Joe took it to a serious level for a moment, but I like yeah. it.
0: <laughs> he did. He did. And I would imagine, being that this is episode one, and we we're letting the audience that that decided to jump on the train early know, I'm sure the show is going to evolve. You know, yeah. I'm sure the the show will change as we find our rhythm and, and cadence and whatnot. Yeah, uh, so, Yes, yeah. That's my thought.
1: No, I think you're right. I'm looking forward to it too. Um, it's always funny talking to both of you, which is why we did this. Right? We always have a laugh when the three of us are talking. So, uh, in all seriousness. Uh, these two can riff on each other, and I'll just kind of sit back and, uh, you know, drink some tea and have some laughs. I think it's going to be good.
0: <laughs> is it yeah. tea in the cup? Is it, it is really tea. tea? Yeah, it's tea. It I'm, old, tea. I'm, I'm old, 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 man.
1: I'm, I'm old. old. He's what, responsible. Type of, what type of He's tea? Re- That's green tea. Straight Ooh. green tea. Oh, there you go. Yeah, green tea. I'll I a little mint green tea. Okay. No, mint
0: green tea is great.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't need mint. Don't need mint. Just green. Uh, Green's the best flavor. I like herbal gray.
2: <laughs> but also, like with tea, it's just like, well, I'm sick at this moment, so I need this. It's not <laughs> I'm like I'm English, activist.
1: man. This is my DNA. Uh, all right. Well,
0: I got some tea I fought a water
1: escape. <laughs> my Wait, let, let's hear water that escaping. accent again,
0: Luke. Let's, let's some try tea and that again. And crumpets, tea <laughs> and crumpets. <laughs> all right, boys. Hey, Xbox cool. Live yeah. has changed its name to the the Xbox Network, and there's probably a lot of underlying realities that are good with that. Uh, because it's a smart name, I suppose. But it really kind of bugs me, because that was the one good naming convention I think Xbox has just nailed. And now it's kind of withering into the wind. Uh, my topic that I was going to bring to the show this week was really about communications from from the big three, from Nintendo, from Sony, from Microsoft, how they communicate with their fans. Sometimes it's tweets. Sometimes it's a press release that goes out at 5 p.m. when they're going to raise the price of something. Uh, (laughs) Other times we get these direct state of plays. We get inside Xboxes. And so what I wanted to do was was poke and prod your brains just a little bit to think back to the last year and a half or so. from, From the Game Awards 2019, we found out about the Series X, and we really knew that... That uh, next gen was on the horizon, and over the course of COVID and this past year, and the launches of the systems, how have these big three communicated with their fans? Have they done it right? Uh, as we get news like Xbox Network to all the way to you know release dates or delays for big games like Halo Infinite, how, what's when I say communication from the big three, what goes through your minds? Um, immediately for me, it's Rona. Like how this.
2: You know, you know, the 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 stay at home and all that has affected the way we communicate on a daily basis to each other, whether that's, you know, marketing, like, you know, whether that's focusing on these digital events rather than having them at locations or like communicating to your teams have totally changed overnight. And it's interesting to see off the gate, these companies react rather, I would say... Navigating it rather well um, and fast to to meet you know to meet these issues head on, and it's taken a lot of creativity. I know at least in the PR end, um, it's taken a lot of creativity of getting their voices out now more than ever. And I think if anybody has done because you know they've all had their ups and downs, you know they've all had their blunders, their mistakes. But I think if there's anybody that's done it the best so far like out of the big three is I love the way Xbox is talking to us. Like it's people. (laughs) Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I think, uh, I don't know. Nintendo is always a weird one for me. Um, because they just, I I don't see much out of them. They had their, you know, they had their first, uh, what do they call it? Not state of play. I always think it's state of direct. Thank you. They had their first direct and it was like 560 days since they had the last full direct. Right. And they had it, it kind of went by. No, nothing really earth shattering. Um, they left out a lot of big titles people were looking for. And other than that, they don't really communicate. They say something when there's an update to Animal Crossing, um, or when there's a title coming, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I I feel really unpersonal, impersonal, unpersonal, impersonal with Nintendo. Um, whereas to Joe's point, Xbox um, they for right or wrong, and so I've said before, sometimes it almost feels like they communicate with their fans via Twitter or social media too much the other direction, right? Like they get involved in conversations or retweet things. I probably think executives probably shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I think they overwhelmingly uh, do a really good job of sharing the love of the brand with the fans. Um, and then to be fair, but I think PlayStation sits in some middle ground there, but I really would love to see PlayStation. Some, some people, somebody like Shu is awesome. Um, but who's who's hanging out and, and talking to Jim Ryan? Nobody. No. You know, he's just not that guy. Uh, Herman Holst, He he's corporate. He just yeah. talks about, here's what the studio is doing. Great to see. You know, it's like, I wish they had some people that were more out in front and kind of celebrating PlayStation with the fans.
0: Well, so yeah. it's like, gone is Reggie from Nintendo. Yeah. He had a and personality. Out <laughs> he, <laughs> he had a personality. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there too. Uh, gone is Sean Laden. Mm-hmm. shoes role seem to be reduced yep. on the Sony side. Xbox, I think they need new personalities and I think they're trying to do that because I think Major Nelson is fading a bit in terms of, a lot of relevancy with like younger younger demographics like we okay. know him, but I don't think like uh, my my 20-year-old gaming friends might and that's like 15 20 years younger. Uh, than me and like 55 years younger than Ains. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) But you should. Luke's just going for us tonight. I'm on fire today. I'm feisty.
1: Uh, And only two years younger than Joe. I mean, it all (laughs) worked out.
0: There (laughs) you go. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you think about it, the Xbox guys, those Major Nelson, not not as relevant any longer. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're trying to escalate names like Sarah Bond. Yeah. Uh, to be more in the mindset on, on the stage and and maybe I'm those you aren't one to one. take
1: Over their social media stuff too, and he's really strong.
0: If yeah. if you can survive and keep Mixer branding afloat for as long as as they did <laughs> with the lack of support, you yeah. deserve it. And I'm saying that as a former Mixer streamer, right? Stein's great, and that yeah. social media team was gold. And now they're bringing that gold to Game Pass handles and uh, the Xbox social handles. I mean, they navigated that leak really well way back when the Series S leaked. Uh, oh right, then, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they've done a good job with a lot of those elements, but to your point, sometimes they do over communicate <laughs> sometimes, yeah.
2: especially the Xbox brand sometimes on Twitter overextends itself. like it's done a great job as and this is just like such a like peon in in the whole, you know, you know, grand scheme of things. but like mm-hmm. oftentimes, um it does feel like it's too personality driven like the Mm -hmm. the 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 feed itself there is a a comfort in in the the way Sony does their PR on Twitter where it's like I know exactly if there's going to be big news because Mm -hmm. I have it where you know I know if at 9 a.m. PlayStation doesn't tweet something something's going down (laughs) um you know I I know what games I should be looking at paying paying attention to um they're very they they're very deliberate that's what sony is i think whereas xbox it's it's very much of like we got some memes and this is going to drive some engagement which is going to drive our the personality of our brand make us seem more fun youthful and, and that we get each other so i get what xbox is trying to do there it's just for me it is like okay as much as i like that i also want you to talk about the games you know and highlight some indies rather than like you know
0: halo uh with the or the master chief with a with a cat head on being a dj <laughs> gifts okay caveat yeah. just True. caveat we're recording this the day before the ID at xbox showcase absolutely it's a, so you're talking bigger picture not like acutely in in like recent weeks you're talking like overall yeah big picture stuff big okay.
2: big picture stuff i can i can obviously see where You know, they show like, like, you know, Stein, who is very much their, their PR liaison, it seems like, right? Like I could definitely see where his influences are. And for the most part, I think they're really good. I think they're, I think Xbox's mission is different on Twitter than like a PlayStation's is just the PR lens. So I get why they're out and open. But for me, sometimes I'm just like, okay, but just also give me the hard facts. And I don't want to get lost in your Twitter feed trying to find like that idea event, which is a great example. Of, like I was trying to find the times on their Twitter mm-hmm. uh, the other day and I couldn't. And all I'm seeing is like these replies to these other things. So it's like there has to be a balance there. I think sometimes they do, like Ainsy said, they they kind of overextend themselves with their own transparency. Sometimes they just shoot
0: themselves in the foot there. You know? Okay. So yeah. that, all right in my mind, Ains, you mentioned that kind of double-edged sword at one point. Yeah. That person now, do they run the risk of being so personable? Because my mind, if they're so personable, once I get bad news, I feel betrayed. Is that a reasonable thing? <laughs>
1: I Probably um, from, a, from a mentality standpoint, I would say, because what they're doing, right, is for right or wrong, and I think we would all agree wrong, um, but you see it as well as I do that there's people out there who really think, truly think that Phil Spencer's their friend. Um, and that, hey, I can tag Phil Spencer on Twitter. And if he responds, you know, he's listening and he's watching. And, you know, and, and that's why people tag Phil and Aaron and Major Nelson like 9000 times a day about almost meaningless things, because they feel like they have this open relationship there, which, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's almost too open. Um And it so, sometimes yeah, I,
2: needs- that's, and I'm sorry, just interrupt for a sec. It, it always, it always also kind of seems, yeah, words. It also seems like it's a cult of personality sometimes.
1: Yes, like yeah, it, it's, it, and it kind yes. of
2: creeps me out a little bit. I'm
1: not gonna lie. No, it does. It, it crosses that line a little bit, and I think that's what I was saying. Like the people who are really well known for being that pro Xbox with a slant, not like mm-hmm. Luke, who's pro Xbox but doesn't have a slant. Like that, you know, you know the people I'm talking about. Yeah. Um When like someone like Aaron Greenberg retweets them or, you know, praises something they do. um, I think that actually for the broader picture of expanding your market base, just in my opinion, I think that actually hurts you. Um, Mm. Because even though you're doubling down on the core fan base, that core fan base is already your core fan base. Whether or not you retweet that, you're not emboldening that, in my opinion. Um, whereas the people who are on the edge or maybe more Nintendo and PlayStation, but you know, not opposed to Xbox, they're looking like, yeah, this on the outside in, it looks weird. And it looks yeah. like there's the, there's some irregularities bias. I don't know the word you want to use, but you guys mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I mean, no,
2: I definitely know what you mean. It's it's like when Aaron Greenberg like retweets someone with like the Phil Spencer bazooka, <laughs> you know, Series yeah, X. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, where it's just like, like even to tra- me, there, it, it's kind of like it, it borders on like this weird fetish thing. It sometimes
1: yeah. it feels and, they're, like. and they're trying to be funny with it and enjoy it yeah. and laugh with their community, and I get all that, and I think that's good. But there's there is a very fine line there between cold of personality is a great way to say it um it just there's a fine line there and i, I sometimes i think they step over it a bit yeah.
0: i i always think back to when i think it was 2017 when pretty heavy into the xbox one gen spencer taking over we still had personalities at playstation and nintendo but play anywhere became the initiative that microsoft was yeah. pushing right the idea that if you buy a game on xbox you're also getting it on pc yeah. and messaging that together I enjoyed when I saw Spencer and other execs. Um, oh, who went to Blizzard? I love him to death. He went to uh, Rod Ferguson. Ferguson. Not Rod, Rod Ferguson. Nope. I you know, think somebody Ibarra, else. Oh, right? yeah. Who I was thinking of. Um, when he and Spencer and and a few others were responding to fans like criticisms, like yeah. discussing with them, and uh, somebody was like, "I'm not going to do this anymore because I can," because I you said we'd have exclusive games, and the response was. Why would you be upset that more people can play a game you like? Yeah, and that was the executive's response, and it didn't feel PR driven. It felt personable. It also didn't feel like somebody with a bazooka taking out, you know, PlayStations yeah. as a, with a Series X. Because I don't, I don't go for that. That's not my personal interest level, right? I don't want blind fandom, and and you know, as we often say, like Joe and I play crossplay all the time in various games, and there's no interest in truly attacking another console and so that messaging always makes me wonder meanwhile nintendo will be over there t- tweeting like please don't keep asking for waluigi or something <laughs> you know <laughs> like,
1: that's what i mean they're yeah. just on another planet like mm-hmm. they're just and i i think they they have the benefit of doing that for the nintendo fan base they just they're used to that they don't expect any different and it's not going to change any way they support nintendo mm-hmm, um, yeah. so they can get away with it whereas i think playstation and xbox gamers are a little more fickle
2: yeah, there's definitely some some there's a there's a strength of where Nintendo's at right now at this moment where they are looked upon as like, "Oh yeah, that's your secondary console." Like for for us Xbox and PlayStation folks, right? Like uh, yeah, that's the secondary thing so I can play my Mario. But um other than that, like it is always strange for me looking at the Nintendo groups because they are from the outside looking in, really like happy and content with being treated by shit <laughs> like yeah like they'll be like yeah you get an online service you're paying for it it sucks but it's cheap and you yeah. know it's like okay so, yeah this is great you know? i was joking like with, their screen quality yeah i yeah. was
1: joking with friends about monster hunter rise which is their huge game launching here in the first quarter right exclusive it has literally no game chat not even through the nintendo app and it's like you're how kidding. does that even happen in
0: 2021 how does that happen wait it makes there's no way to talk to each other at all. No, no. They had that on Metroid Prime Hunters on the DS. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, you. It even even says right in the description when they answer it, you have to use other methods or PCs. Wow. So like, who's okay? Like, I would never. Could you imagine if just pick a game, any game, any PlayStation yeah. or Xbox major game? I, I was joking. Outriders, like people can fly, comes out and says Outriders three player co-op you're going to love it and uh, by the way you can't communicate with one another like what yeah. that
0: it doesn't kills, make any sense it, yeah it would kill a lot of drive or a lot of matchmaking right yeah. you'd mm-hmm. have to know somebody ahead of time you wouldn't be you able to you don't even see them.
1: monster hunter rise got like 90 metacritic you don't even see anyone it doesn't matter it just yeah. doesn't matter
2: and and, and the excuses is like a oh, different audience different
1: <laughs> <families."> <laughs> there's always an excuse like, like what the fuck <laughs> i actually wrote an that? article yeah. like 2 years ago literally titled stop making excuses for nintendo And I listed all the things they do poorly that they shouldn't do in 2018 at the time, which haven't really changed. I could publish it tomorrow. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. But that goes back to power of catalog. We as gamers, as a community and online spaces and socials uh, are, I think very quick to jump down Xbox's throat when they, when they make a misstep, despite them, I think at the moment being the most consumer friendly of the big free of the big The big three, easy for me to say. You got it. And yeah. you know, like Those I could cite tough
1: work right there, man. They're tough.
0: It. They're the big boy kids. There you know? <laughs> we go. Um, but you know, I would cite Game Pass and a few other initiatives as being very consumer friendly, back and pat and the like. Uh, and then from there, I would say Sony kind of comfortably in the middle. They get away with some things, not with the others. Uh, remember, they that cross play communication was really botched really at bad. first. Yeah. And, they're caught, and- they're
1: catching some flack right now for the whole save stuff with games.
0: Right, and, and rightly so in, in yeah. many ways, particularly with, uh, what is it, smart delivery versus, you know, a couple other elements of, of upgrades. so smart delivery,
1: yeah. Oof, but, they're, yeah. <laughs> but they're also getting praise for uh, the improvements they've made to PS Plus games to play at home now. Um, right. You know, they are, they are kind of building that. Uh, they're kind of finding their own way to mm-hmm. offer more content to their player base outside of a service like Game Pass, which is cool.
0: And as they should. But I I think the the bigger point that I'm going to, and I want to come back to that, Ains, because I think very much so that the power of your catalog determines how much people are willing to put up with, how much they're willing to allow you some slack. And right now the catalog for Xbox, I would argue, is the weakest in terms of first-party IP that uh, are new and and special, right? God of War, Horizon, uh, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima. I knew Joe was going to get on me if I didn't say that. They haven't, yeah, a, yeah. Me, they haven't made a, me, they haven't made a sequel to Bloodborne, so it must not be that popular. So it's like, <laughs> why <are you> even <laughs> bother? They haven't right? even updated it.
1: I mean, what's that? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like whatever. Like, why do you even care, right? Um, and with way, Nintendo, care, Just
1: to be clear, I care that they haven't.
0: Yeah. Also, I can't wait for Ains, that Justice Ains. League sequel, Luke. <laughs> it really, Ains? Okay, first of all, Snyder Cut was good. I can be insufferable for at least another week. <laughs> no, second of yeah, all, I'm, I'm all for be about like Bloodborne, this? but if we're going to go
1: down the Bloodborne path, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you've got two people against you here, so I, I'd move on.
0: Lords of the Fallen's getting a sequel. That's all I'm trying to say. Come on, <laughs> it's on. not. It's <laughs> not going to happen. No, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: you know, you know, you you play the games in between the ones you really want to play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, who, who was your focus point where, where were you going?
0: <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, guys. All Let right. me tell you. Okay. Uh, How about that really 4.3, though? The power... Look, here's the deal. It was his vision, all right? We got to respect him. <laughs> Nonetheless, the power of IP affords us, I think, leeway in some cases and not in others. And until uh, Microsoft is landing those God of War level IPs, they won't get that same leeway. And thus, back to my original topic... Their communication has to be more on point, setting appropriate expectations as they've started to make an effort to do. Uh, PlayStation, to their point or or to their effort, they've got more leeway to get away with some things. Right. But uh, I think I think that goodwill is fading the longer we go on from this launch with no exclusive anything. Ratchet and Clank being the first to to shift that. Am I off base on this?
2: No, I I don't think you're wrong. When but I think when it comes to we don't now focus to PlayStation's communication, um, they they are. I I have the feeling of like they are transitioning themselves to be a Nintendo, in the way that they communicate and have. They feel like they have this culture with them, and that culture they could spend uh, some goodwill points here or there, and they'll make up for it when you know Returnal hits, and it's a good game. When Ratchet and Clank comes out, Horizon, The God of War twos, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, all that uh, starts starts piling piling up. Um, so that's where I think PlayStation's at. Um, when I take a look at their communication, although it is clear, it isn't personable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see them, you know, you know, communicating with their audience. Nowhere near the level of an Xbox or even the, the the level of, you know, Nintendo at times, they tend to let their studios be the personalities that the PlayStation socials kind of the hub for the on the surface level stuff that they want. It's all the information and Insomniac's the one that's going to give you the weapon Wednesdays, right? Like naughty dogs, the one that's going to celebrate their successes with you and tell you who's going to be in their next big movie. Same with, you know, um, uh, with the the Ghost of Tsushima devs at the moment, Sucker Punch, you know, talking about the movie that's in the development. So like, Big they really let their developers do the talking, and not them. And sometimes I feel like that's a benefit because you let these, you know, the people celebrate these studios. They definitely get that. But at the same exact time, I'm like, when I see Xbox talking, I'm like looking at my PlayStation. I'm like poking it with a stick. I like, <laughs> do, do, yeah, do something. Do something.
1: By the, by the way, your... Luke, I, I yeah. quickly made a Snyder cut version of cast co-op for you. So for fans. So no, from just... now on, we can, we can just film like that. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's of that's It's my if vision. Make it bla- don't argue with me. It's my vision. All
0: right. Please make it black and white. Uh, <laughs> if you want to really respect it. It was, <laughs> was good. No one can get mad at me about anything. I was right. All right, All right,
2: Luke. I'm <laughs> drunk here. <guys. laughs> Sorry, Focus. I, I
0: here. But so Joe brings up the, the studios having their personality. And to a point I've, I, I think he's right. Neil Druckmann and Corey Barlog. I've tweeted them. They've answered me several yeah, times. Corey Joe, is right. Awesome. Yeah, he's Corey awesome. is. Corey's my best friend. <clears throat> get rekt. Uh-huh. Here we go. And, see, here we but, go. <laughs> cool. But uh, I feel like I could tweet Bonnie Ross or Joseph Staten, and I would. they would never even, one, I don't feel like they would see it, and I don't yeah. know that they would even answer. But the the Xbox Twitter handle will answer. Yeah. You know, the PlayStation Twitter handle does not. So there's a real flipping communication method there. And I've if you want to talk heard. to Nintendo, you write a handwritten letter.
1: <laughs> in four to six weeks, they may mm-hmm. respond. They might. Did um, I tell you guys the story? Here's an anecdote for you. Uh, E3 2018, Miyamoto is walking down uh, one of the rows with uh, Reggie at the time. So this is three oh. years ago now. And, you know, anyone else walking around, like Corey Barlog, I ran into in 2018, literally walked up to him. I, he was talking to someone. I patiently waited. I didn't want to interrupt, of course. Walked over to him after and said, hey, man, game is incredible. Really appreciate what you do. You know, just wanted to say hi and everything. He was super appreciative. He thanked me, shook my hand, got a picture together. You know, Reggie and Miyamoto had a string of about eight bodyguards around them. And not only could you not get near them, they cleared the row for them as they, the main show floor. I'm not talking about some back office thing, the show floor. Right. As yeah. they walked through, they cleared them. But when I even tried to take a picture from like eight feet away of just them, not with them, just them, the bodyguard reached out and put my phone down and said you can't take pictures.
2: Man. So oh, you want to
1: tell me yeah. how disconnected they are from their fan base? Don't I, I don't like to hear, you know, that they're like, um, you know, I, I think they're just disconnected in a way that other PlayStation and Xboxes we're talking about aren't, because it's just I've seen it, you know, and and you don't see any interaction with them um, and the fans. It's Did you crazy. fight him? <laughs> Reggie's a pretty. You see, have you seen Reggie in real life? That's a big dude. I have not. I have not. He's a big I boy.
2: You gotta get through
1: eight bodyguards. <laughs> they or were got an
2: a fit dude, but like he's yeah. on. He's not John no John Wick. No, Miyamoto, I,
1: Miyamoto, I could have you know picked up and kind of moved him around, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, no,
2: be, to an I, extent, I do get that. Like if Miyamoto is like. He is a living legend, right? Sure. I bet there is some like weirdos or whatever. You know, he's he's like Biden, we gotta protect him at all costs. That's <laughs> kind of what I was saying. There's
1: seeing. so many other like big I mean Miyamoto is Miyamoto, nobody's Miyamoto, but there's he other looks big fragile.
2: A, a strong breeze he can topple.
1: <laughs> but like for instance, I was standing at the watchdog's Legion booth that year. Uh or maybe this was 2019. I don't remember. But anyway, Eves, literally the CEO of Ubisoft, just walked up and he's just standing there talking to people. Nobody Absolutely. else around them, you know, and it's just like this dude is—he barely, he doesn't even speak the best English.
2: I was going to say the, how was how was he? it?
1: Like, hello, it nice. going? super nice, and thanks. Just some people hanging out trumpet? in the Ubisoft area. <laughs> but that's my point, right? Like that dude's yeah. worth who knows how much money, and it's like come on. Um, but anyway, I've never noticed what you guys called out actually until you just said it around the the difference between Xbox and PlayStation, because you think of the play, uh, Xbox Studios. Um, I think Coalition communicates a little better, but I mean, some of those other studios don't they don't interact with their fans really at all. See, yeah. Thieves does
2: a good job. You see, well, Thieves, I the, yeah, the I mean, Rare,
1: Rare is good. Yeah.
2: Halo was just like, hey, we're going to talk to you once a month to reassure you that <laughs> we're all <laughs> okay.
1: You see those monthly updates? They're good. Oh, yeah. they're, they yeah, are they're good. They're, 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 yeah, they're
0: beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've
1: literally on another tab got the one up from today right here.
0: <laughs> Wait, a- Ains, do you like Halo? It's episode one. No one knows. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, I've never talked about it before. Maybe I should never
0: never once. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm thinking about you. This is totally not related, except that I'm just thinking about E3 twenty nineteen, which yeah. is the one I had the fortune of being at. And and I'm, Joe, I know you've been to some PAXs and stuff. Yeah. There's almost no better feeling than getting to tell somebody who made your game, the game that you like. Thank you. That is one of the yeah. best feelings in the world. Yeah. So just whatever a game is. And I, I gotta tell you, I mean, like I was walking up to all the people that took up. A lot of Xbox mess in 2017. I was going up to the State of Decay people. Hey, I love you guys. I appreciate <laughs> State of Decay. I love State of Decay too. And going up to the Rare team. This was before Rare. Like, see if these was at 20 million, right? This is at like the one or two year anniversary. Uh, now it's like their best selling franchise. Like by by a good amount. Rare's best selling selling anyway. Uh, just going up to them and just saying hey thanks for your game talking to the developers that's a good feeling you know yeah nothing's nothing's better than like a developer when you're playing their
2: game you're they're right beside you going like so you're liking it and i'm like oh yeah no i'm loving it like (laughs) oh thank god that's good (laughs) like like there 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 is like those quick glances you get where like they're looking at what you're doing because you know the 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 life of a game developer, not like the most luxurious thing, but it always intrigues me of like, these are the people that's deciding what fun is every six seconds. <laughs> and so they're analyzing this game on a deeper level than we can ever even just yeah. wrap our heads around. Yeah. And so like, yeah, there is no better feeling than when you're talking to a dev or even a personality and you're just telling them how much you enjoyed that experience, whether yeah. you're a longtime fan, whether you're just a newcomer, it's an awesome, it's an awesome feeling.
1: You know, yeah, I know you were there, Luke, uh, even though we didn't really talk at the time in 2019. But uh, remember, Ninja Theory at the time was showing off, um, Bleeding, Bleeding Edge, edge. Yeah, yeah, before it released. And so, I'm standing in this real short line, it's like six people or whatever to play it because it was part of Fan Fest, so you could get quick access. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, there was a guy standing there, and, and Bert and I at the time were just like, Hey, man, you know, what's your role at the studio and stuff. And he was literally he's the one who drew the art for the characters, uh, which pretty much are the best part of Bleed Night <laughs> yeah. Um, The art is fantastic in that game. And so we told him that. He was so, so appreciative to hear us and like a couple other people in line talking to him about like just the artwork and, and everything. And it's just, it's amazing. It's a good feeling.
2: Yeah. yeah. And to get back yeah. on the messages, I, my question <laughs> for you guys, taking all the social media, all the the way, you know, Xbox has been doing it, Crushing it the way Sony's been doing it seems like it's working out for him. The way Nintendo's doing it, uh, does it <laughs> it's actually? Still selling? Day, still selling? Like you see, you see the Amazon number one. It's like Monster Hunter Rise. You're like, I, I don't even know. You can't even talk to people on that game. But doesn't matter. Does it really even matter? <laughs> no. None of these. Nothing. No, I'm telling was me saying this show Monster did not Rise, convince someone to buy. Doesn't that-
1: matter. Not this conversation. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, like what, what does matter? Like, if 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 I'm gonna be all nihilist, why does Xbox talk to people in, in PlayStation? It has to matter at some type of level, right?
0: Yes, and I yeah. think that's part of ecosystems, which is the overused word, but it does make sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then cultivating an audience for long term. Nintendo and Sony did the legwork years ago. Nintendo outpaced Sega in communication and in quality uh, for, you know, regardless of your opinion, Sega shot themselves in the foot by being okay. divided and Nintendo did not. I will be on a show
1: that talks about, about Sega. I just want to put that out there.
0: I do, man. Oh, God, it <laughs> dreamcast days. Bring them oh, the dreamcast. I had my nomad. Y'all remember nomad? Oh 32X. yeah. Man, oh. batteries
1: lasted like 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I was in fourth next grade when the dreamcast
0: came out. Stop it. Ains no. graduated college. Oh, had you really <laughs> oh, you have guessing. faith in me. That's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: For me as a kid, I always wanted the Dreamcast. That's that's the joke. I remember the hallway steps of me talking to uh, another dumb fourth grade kid. And I'm just like, man, you're so lucky you have a Dreamcast. That controller looks so cool. There's a screen on a memory card.
1: <laughs> like, Luke, I thought he was going to say, I remember the hallway steps when my mom was walking me into school.
0: Yeah, yeah I, do. Right. I remember that too. I love my mom. Yo, <laughs> since we're just derailing for a minute to talk talk second and Dreamcast, I loved my Dreamcast. I bought it off a senior when I was a freshman for two hundred bucks. I and... thought you mean like senior as in an old person. <laughs> no, 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 no I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, for two hundred bucks, he gave me spindles full of burned games, and my kid brain did not connect the fact that I was the reason the Dreamcast would fail. Because yes. I was like, look at all these games I play Dreamcast a so lot. I love it, and. I learned so much about that system and how badly designed it was after after it. Because for years I played the mess out of thing. I loved that controller. It was terrible. Loved it. The wire was on the bottom for some reason. It was. It wasn't oh.
1: great. Yeah, it wasn't. I
0: don't, great. I don't get it. But I loved that system, man. That was a cool system. Yeah. And fun fact: Fantasy Star or something or another on there had voice chat. Monster the Rise does not. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> Dreamcast, man. <laughs> The power- right. i fixed your name real quick yeah luke laura killed killed the, the dreamcast oh don't put that evil on me i love that system <laughs> <laughs> I, I love right it. now i'll just tell you five games i love from it if you want me to goodness oh god i love that well, system well, but anyway, I, well, what's your where, question here where Ken? were you going with this <laughs> <laughs> where was i going with this? so anyway nintendo did the legwork in terms of building its community fan base and legacy and those kids grew to adults that are now trying to raise their kids on those same types of memories playstation managed to beat out nintendo with kind of that teenage cool demographic and then made their money on the ps2 big time and that's where they got market permutation everywhere penetration um who and then we we get to xbox which is trying to be the Sega versus PlayStation and that didn't quite work. And they really had to find their way because people became disenfranchised with the, where the call of duty system, Sony bought the rights and then it faded for them and they have to have had to rebrand. So I think that's why their communication and their messaging is becoming the, for the gamers mentality, the we're your buddy mm-hmm. mentality. They had to find a niche in a, in a way to uh, get in there and make good with fans that they had lost or make good with uh, new fans as they enter in. And that's why we're seeing the xCloud initiatives. That's why we're seeing uh, them working their way into Asia by way of marketing X Cloud with like Korean soccer stars uh, in Korea. We're trying, they're genuinely trying to gather a-, a fan base and demographic in a way that I don't think the other two need to, but are even yeah. trying to. And
2: I think those, those two don't need to because they've done the legwork. So you're seeing Xbox doing this legwork in real time because yeah, they didn't need to focus on, on these on these marketplaces. Cause to Xbox they were important until they realized, oh wow, we can have this
0: mobile setup that is Xcloud. So you're yeah, just repeating audiences. everything I just said. Well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> but just let me you. go here. Let me riff here. I was
2: I wasn't really listening to you. Hey, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the
1: voice. Yes, yeah,
2: thank you, Jesus. Lee. So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But like to me, like you does, think they does, did the
0: legwork, Joe? What's that? You think they did <laughs> the legwork?
2: I think they did the legwork. Yeah. What about like, building
0: a mobile network to game on? What do you think about that? All
2: right, man. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I spaced <laughs> out. <laughs> maybe I, 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 I needed to hook myself in. Go, you know what? In <laughs> talk. I'm out of here. Uh, episode one, final episode. <laughs> this is it.
1: Episode one, the finale. <laughs> you yeah. really
0: must listen to a word I said. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> that's the
1: well, that's almost a credit, though, if he wasn't listening, that you both said literally the same thing. Oh, so.
2: That's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm a turret. We found this out today. Uh,
1: what was I going to say now? Now <laughs> I'm all off. The the oh, you, know, <laughs> you know what we're seeing in real time as part of that, though, is they're putting in the legwork. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. they, they're basically, we're watching them make up for 2013 to 2016 right that's and, what i was gonna to try to say <laughs> and it's a it's we're seeing how long of a tail it is to regain trust for these companies yeah a lot of that core fan base felt burnt um i don't relate I, i've enjoyed yeah i saw the faults with the launch xbox i know all the faults it didn't hurt me or affect me the way it did some people but a lot of people were really burnt by that and, and didn't like it And it's taken years of goodwill and communication to try and build that back. And I think they're doing a good job Um, and they'll continue to do that. But uh, you can see it when they do step on their own toes or trip a little bit. It's like people pounce, you know what I mean? Because they're just, they're ready for Xbox to fuck up. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's a little different. You guys kind of already pointed out that Nintendo and PlayStation have the benefit of having a larger more dedicated, maybe not more dedicated, but at least a larger, more tenured fan base in that regard, I think.
2: I got a question for you guys, because as a PlayStation guy, and I swear to God, I was
1: listening this time. I appreciate you listening when I speak. That's nice. Yeah,
2: because Luke is like, come on. so white. (laughs) Anyway, like... (laughs) As the PlayStation guy, I don't, I don't see it. I'm very much like you, Ains. I'm, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty platform agnostic. Like, my, my childhood was Nintendo. My teens was Xbox. In my twenties, it's now PlayStation. Twenties oh, um,
1: now. Congrats, dude. Thanks,
2: man. This is good. Yeah, I've you worked so hard it. to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, I oftentimes we we'll talk about communications. Let's talk about the media. Um, do, is is there truly this like Xbox or, or PlayStation slant?
1: No. Like I don't think like so.
2: There's there's like an inherent bias against Xbox,
1: boo Xbox. So I talked to uh Jez about this recently, um, mm-hmm. in depth, and he has a pretty good perspective. I mean, he runs a big outlet, right? It's Xbox focused, and he offered a good perspective of it's not so much, at least in his opinion, which I agree with, it's not so much that there's an inherent media bias, it's the fact, as I preach way too much about I know. It's the fact that PlayStation has a much bigger global install base. Mm-hmm. These major sites run off of ad revenue and clicks. We all know how it works. Um, so who are you going to play to more? You're going to play to the, the much bigger audience. That's just how it, it's been for years and years and years. And so I think you'll, you can find instances where an opinion writer or a contractor, you know, whatever, writes something that's clearly just out there, right? But I think overwhelmingly, I've I've talked to people that are at big outlets. Um, I've met with them, you know, uh, here and there. Uh, been fortunate to do that. And and mo- I would say for the most part, um, they're balanced, good people who just like gaming. You know what I mean? You don't you don't really get to that level if you don't. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I don't I don't think there's an inherent bias. I just think that there is a little bit more focus on PlayStation because that's what drives a bigger audience.
0: What say you, Luke? I'm inclined to agree with, with most of that. I really, I 100, I'm on board with the fact that if there's a bigger audience and sites need revenue, writing articles that are relevant to that audience makes sense. That is not to say that they're writing articles that that puff up PlayStation or that diss Xbox. Uh, or, or nintendo or any other competitor more the fact that if it's relevant to an audience they're going to be interested so the article may just be about playstation it's not a positive or negative type thing
1: yeah so imagine right now right how many big articles from big sites are you seeing about the future of stadia
0: yeah. almost none You're because not. there's no one interested There's no one gonna read it Yeah. right right now as far as the slant and the, the word choice and whatnot, I mean, I spent some time briefly as a journalist and I do know that there are like words that can words that have bring a connotation and a power to them that could have can subtly hint towards different biases and whatnot. Um, but when it, the majority of the time from our, our respectable sites, I very much feel like the reason you might see more positive PlayStation stuff is there were, for a long time, more positive things to say about the games on the platform. And, you know, obviously Xbox is my beat and where I cover it. And I personally have a lot more interest in uh, quite a bit of Xbox's catalog, but you're going to write something negative about God of War, about Horizon, about Spider-Man, about Ghost of Tsushima. Like, there's just not a lot negative to say there. and And there's a lot of positive things to say. And if that's generating interest in a platform and the stuff's good, it would certainly seem to lend itself towards the perception of a bias. But I I, I don't buy into that argument uh, and I don't engage in that argument. That's not my interest level and I won't spend time uh, yeah, there, discussing and or going into that row with people on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and people want to, right? They want to try and prove that there's some sort of bias. Um, but I, I think region matters too. Your audience, so not the platform, not Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, what have you, but the actual sites region. They know where their uh, demographic is, right? So if you're, you know, like the conversation with Xbox is very different in North America than it is in Japan. I mean, that's an easy example to make, right? Yeah. Um, and I've talked to, um, for instance, um, uh, Asa and I talked about this. Who runs Game On Daily. Now that's a, a British site, but I mean, it's again, big population in the oh, US. And, and they, you know, <laughs> he even told me it? that they see a better response, generally speaking, bigger response, not better, bigger response to Xbox things. Um, now that could mm. just be to the audience. It could speak to a little bit, I think anyway, and I've seen it with my site is a shift in, like we were just talking about the past couple years now have been good for Xbox and that, that momentum of interest for the brand is starting to shift back up. Um, and so I think there's a growing interest there too. So there, there's a lot that goes into it, but the, yeah. <laughs> after all that, Joe, the the shortest answer is uh, I don't think there is an inherent bias that people want to believe there is.
2: Yeah. And I think that's something that like it's awesome that we push back on that because there are people that just look, I get it. <laughs> Pander to it because they want to chase a buck. Or they want to chase some clout, I get it. You know, as, as a YouTuber ish myself, I, I definitely see that. That's why <laughs> ish. Um, I see that. And that's why I've been so, um, you know, disenfranchised with it because it's not about the conversation. It's about the, you know, bullshit really. Yeah. And,
1: don't yeah, get me started. You know, I can rant about this for hours.
2: Exactly. And and the, the thing is, Ains, as well, like I hate like so much in just in my core. We've talked about this as well, so I'll say it here in the show. When I you know, when I see people trash a, a, an IGN or a game spot or whatever, because there are good people that work mm-hmm. there. People that want to change the dialogue, want to change the conversation away from the Xbox, the Sony's, or whatever. And when people are like, "Oh, they have a slant," and I'm, my job is like, "No, no, you're 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 upset about an opinion piece that straight up on the thumbnail says opinion of an <laughs> author, not the site, you moron." Yeah, so like uh, that's the frustration. Yeah, I we should it. also yeah. note
0: op- reviews are opinions on things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the IGNs and the GameSpots have doubled down on rectifying some, some awkward situations over the past few years with some reviewers and, and content and, and and their experiences mm-hmm. with certain games. But I, they tend to be very good about saying, hey, this is what our reviewer thought. They backed it up for these reasons, and we stand by it. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a responsibility I mean, it, that comes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. You're fine. Finish. I didn't mean well, to interrupt the, your point.
0: There's a responsibility that comes with being a high-profile site, right? Yeah. There's also a responsibility with cultivating your audience, something we've seen influencers have to work on in the past few uh, yeah. months, especially, but years. And those two are not the same. A, a, a journalistic outlet, an enthusiast outlet, an influencer, those are three different entities, but all are responsible for being clear with the people that <clears throat> consume their content, Right. And yeah. that's an important thing to do. And you cultivate that audience appropriately. And that's goes back to Joe's point about the way that we talk about other systems that, that outside of our beat or our interest. Uh but, but back to the, to the IGN aspects of it or the, the game spots. I don't want to beat up on IGN. I appreciate when they support their reviewers wholeheartedly and make them back it up. And if something's in error, acknowledge it yeah. being you forward facing is so important.
1: You have to. Yeah. I mean, as small it's- as we are as an outlet, right. Um <laughs> an outlet-ish, I'll add Joe's thing. Um <laughs> it uh, <laughs> even there's even that responsibility for us, you know. Like uh anyone that reviews a game for us that I've also played, like I know, for instance, Dan, uh who put himself 130, 140, 150 hours into Cyberpunk, finished it, did everything I did in it, right? He doesn't agree with my review score. Um, and that that's it is giving it, it a seven. Uh, I think he's probably higher than a seven, but (laughs) yeah. Uh, but there's a, that's the, become the meme example, right? Joe or Joe, Dan gave Assassin's Creed Valhalla a seven. And I, you know, when he sent that to me to edit and kind of, you know, review, I, I talked to him about it for the exact reason you're talking about Luke. Okay. Seven, you know, you know, that's, that's pretty low compared to where the game is coming out of other popular, uh, outlets and stuff. And, you know, why do you feel this way? We talked, we went back and forth for a while. And I'm like, all right, man, you, you've made your points. They're valid to me. This is your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I'm going to give everybody your, your street of And, <laughs> and, how they can get in and contact we made a here. t-shirt saying yeah. seasons gaming with a seven in the Assassin's Creed font. And, you know, yeah. I mean, but it is what it is. And, and we've had other ones like that. Um, So yeah, there, there is a responsibility though. I think if, if the site's doing their due diligence um and really making sure the other thing with reviews while we're on the subject that i've noticed is uh we do and i know obviously much bigger sites too is you try to find people who to review a game that can truly speak to that game like i'm not a let me pick a genre i don't like um, so monster hunter perfect example i don't like monster hunter i talk i joke with it all the time i've tried to get into it i can't i just don't enjoy the game there's zero reason why I should be reviewing Monster Hunter Rise, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't have the context. I don't have the history with the franchise. I don't know how to compare it to other entries in the franchise. There's a whole list of things. So Patrick uh, goes by Elu, who you guys, I think, know. uh, Great writer. He loves Monster Hunter. He has the history on it, context, all that. He's doing our review because he can speak to it. When Halo Infinite comes out, I'll do the review because I'm so deep in the Halo. I know what the game needs to be or should be. And I can call out the things that it's not. Um, So I know other sites do that. Dan Stapleton, we're back to IGN again. But Dan Stapleton is the IGN reviews editor. um, And he's spoken at length, even on video, about these types of conversations Mm -hmm. and how much they go through to find the right people to review scores and what's written and everything else. So it's way more extensive than I think people think there's just some guy getting paid a lot of money at Kotaku to go out and say, here's our review. This game's a two. And you know, and then just loving it. And it, that's a lot of
2: people it. don't understand that a lot of people that are writing these stories are contract yeah, like they're not true. even like they don't got health care, y'all. Like you're yelling <laughs> that, so, you know, like you're, you're, you're hey, so yelling so back that, off
0: because their mental
2: health is not being taken <laughs> care of. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and like, don't
0: come to us, season
1: gaming does not have a health care plan
2: that we don't, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like that's that's the thing is I think we have to and and you know, bring it in the bringing in the communication talk in a whole here is we got to be better with communicating um, to, to our audiences and being real with our audiences. I think at the end of the day, um, YouTube is just so toxic because it is about the catchy thumbnail. Um, we're going to say oh, something God. crazy in the title. The you're going to fall for it every time, you know? Yeah, it's, and, it's frustrating. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to just kind of say like, yeah, look, you know there is no bias here uh there's a reason as to the the reason why you know articles are written in certain ways or, or whatnot but like at the same exact time there's a reason why xbox is talking to you the way they are reason why sony's talking to you the way you are it's a reason why you let nintendo get away with everything
0: <laughs> you know i got a well, question for you though guys yeah well, go hold for. on one second i want to double down on that because we we started that talking about the big three. And then we yeah. ended up talking about like media outlets and then enthusiast outlets. Like there's a reason why Dan Stapleton and the IGN crew have gone on and discussed their review process, discuss mm-hmm. how they go about it. Then you have the enthusiast faux journalists, like maybe kind of funny or easy ally, maybe not easy allies, but, but my point is you have people go on and discuss where and how they're, they're approaching a topic. And then enthusiast outlets do the same thing. And I think that's very important because, we're all content creators and host our own shows outside of it with our various beats and the things we're interested in. And I've gone through the same thing Ains talked about where I don't want to review this. Like there's some big games that came out. I was going to review the medium. Okay. Didn't didn't, it didn't strike at the right time. It wouldn't have been a healthy review. Wouldn't be the right person to do it. Really. I love blooper team, but I like them when I feel like it, (laughs) that's a, a, a balance, you know, like you have to and communicating that with your audience is kind of where I'm going with that aspect of it. And, In a gaming community that suffers from so many mm, types of miscommunication, I guess my thesis is it's important to talk to your audience, set expectations appropriately, regardless of who's doing the talking and where, like, it doesn't matter if it's Nintendo, it doesn't matter if it's uh, a GameSpot, it doesn't matter if it's a seasoned gaming uh, or a co-op cast, talking to your audience and letting them know what to expect, what you are thinking, where your head is at, and that you're willing to grow and change is important.
1: Yeah, it's transparency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be transparent, be honest, and you also have to accept. Just to to kind of bookend this, to to Joe's point on some of those people that want to talk about media or push the narrative that there's media, there is a percentage of people you you're not going to get through to. You have to accept that. Um, there's people that want to argue. There's people that want to debate, and they live for it. And you know, I think if you offer constructive criticism to someone who reviews a game, and you know, you feel like saying if I review a game, for instance, and I give it an eight and someone reaches out and say, how the hell did you give that an eight? You know, I'd give it a five and you know, it it depends on how you approach that conversation. You can get a, you can read someone pretty quickly on if you can have a constructive discussion around why I gave it an eight versus they wouldn't have, or you can tell right away, like, Oh, you're an idiot. That game's terrible. I don't know how you gave it an eight. It's like, okay, you're muted. I'm moving on. I don't even bother, you know, and you just have to accept there's people that it's not, if you're, someone who's putting content out there, my point, you have to be transparent, everything you guys just said, but you also have to accept that there are a percentage of people you're just not going to get through to, uh, and it's not worth your time.
2: Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you guys uh, to wrap this up. Maybe this is like the nice little junk food we have before we go our separate ways is, you know, we started this, we're starting this journey together today. Right, and there's been some journeys set a few months ago with the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X and S, and I just want to have kind of your input of of where do you see where do you see this year uh, for each individual company? Um, because the way the the way I see it is, yeah, the 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 pandemic situation has thrown so many, you know. So many of us through a loop. And after seeing delay after delay after delay, I want to know what your expectations are for this. Because, I mean, just a few days ago, it was Gotham Nights. Today, it's like uh, uh, back bad, for blood. Back for blood. Delayed. Yeah. So, like, where do, do you Really, I missed that. Yeah. yeah. So late
1: to October. Til October.
0: Okay. So Grandma we got birthday. Aliens and Second Extinction then. Time to play those. Pause Co-op shooters, yeah. Aliens, man. Let's
1: talk about it. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so where's your expectations
2: time. for this year's games? I'll, I'll start with you.
1: Um, yeah. So I, by expectations, do you mean like what do I think they're actually going to release? Are we talking games or are we just talking yeah. like overall? Is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah,
2: talking games.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Xbox is interesting because um, we know Halo. I mean, it goes, mm-hmm. you know, that's the big one. Um, so assuming that's November, like everyone thinks it is, and they even teased it is. Um. You then, you have these, we're going to see tomorrow, right? Some of these other kind of AWA uh, A releases coming throughout the year, which is awesome. I've heard from multiple people I trust now, um, including Jez has said the same thing, that Xbox does have two big games coming this year that they haven't announced yet mm-hmm. um, formally. Now, uh, prevailing rumors are around Starfield or Forza Horizon 5, um, whether or not that's the case, you know, I, I can't say at this time, but I do think they will plan to release another first party major game. What would be a major release, uh, sometime in the fall, late September, um, or even, you know, maybe I, I don't think they release something after Halo, honestly. So I would think maybe September, early October, um, but I think that's about it. I don't see them having anything else huge this year. Uh, there's just there's not enough time. Okay. Uh, PlayStation's interesting. I have you clipped, by the way, sir, that Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West is coming this year, no matter what. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. it is. Okay. So yeah,
1: yeah. if we go along that, those lines, PlayStation has a fantastic April, uh, May and June coming up, right? We got Deathloop. We got Returnal. We've got Ratchet and Clank. I mean, we've got some, some bangers coming out for PlayStation, which is awesome. Deathloop's not a
0: banger. I don't think that, Deathloop's a
1: banger. You don't talk about it. Ar- Ar- Arcane is like
0: Sega for developers. I mean, you can say that, but it's not going to sell. I'm I'm not knocking Deathloop. It's I just don't Sega think-
2: of it, developers.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? There you go. <laughs> is the Toyota <laughs> Corolla
1: the best car on the market? Hell no. It, it is, sells me, that's a lot.
0: what I got. Man, that, that game is that game is releasing and dying, I, I think. you Clip that one. That's a prediction. I do not think uh, Deathloop's going to do well.
1: I, I don't I'm, think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna do well either. That doesn't speak to its quality.
0: Yeah. Well, don't you need it to play against people? Like, no. Isn't that the premise? No.
1: No, well, it's you, not. It's you not another player player game. You.
2: you can if you want to, or you can have it just the AI set. You don't have to have <laughs> another person on to you. Cool. All
0: right. Well, hey, tongue, here's hope uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who but said anyway, I my, that my, Not my, me. <laughs> my point
1: was, don't talk about Dishonored that way. Um, my point was. How dare you? We <laughs> live in a society. You just arcane, man. You dishonored, uh, dishonored dishonor 2, Pray, I, I said
2: death loop. Okay. Death no, loop. I thought Ames was coming at me for my dishonor. I, I was
1: joking about yeah, you, with you dishonored, but Ames was trying I'm to you, to Joe. their pedigree of quality. You would but. win. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but let's assume um, on the PlayStation side, I, I continue to see no way in hell that Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok release this fall. I just, oh, I really, I just don't see it if they do. Hey, better for it. Right. Fantastic. Right. Um, but even if they don't, if Forbidden West, we'll go with Joe's line of thinking. Forbidden West absolutely releases this fall. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they're going to have marketing. We're, we're hearing that Final Fantasy 16 may be closer than most people thought. I don't think that game. that like, that's again, like snowball hell in chance. Like, Me too. Like, you know, yeah. Me too. But you know, people you know what people say. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, I think PlayStation will have a good fall no matter what. Um, because they'll f- they're good at finding ways to fill those gaps. And I think mm-hmm. that they'll do that this fall. Nintendo's a wild card because is a Switch Pro actually coming this year? Uh, even if it does, how many are they gonna make? Mm-hmm. You know, or are they gonna can be- they
0: make with that? Exactly.
1: Storage? Exactly. So who knows what impact that will have? doesn't matter. Switch is the best-selling console in the market for like eight years running. Um, nothing's touching it. So uh, the big question for them, of course, is will Breath of the Wild 2 release? Um, yeah. It was supposed to be for last year, pandemic. You know Who knows what's going on with that game because their communication, which we already touched on, is <laughs> about as lackluster as it gets. M- Metroid is apparently a dead IP. I don't
0: know what's going on over Nintendo. Oh, but- God, it hurts so much. Why? It's <laughs> the coolest, the coolest <laughs> character you've got. It's the best trilogy, collecting yeah. mm-hmm. trilogy, mind you, uh, yeah. of games that you've got. Like I don't, I, I, don't, well, know. I don't know. I mean, so look, good. You, 2D you, games are great. <laughs> you can't. Last year I they released Metroid Animal once.
1: Crossing in March, and they were like, peace, and they just left for the year. Yeah, and they still beat everything in sales by a mile. So, yeah. I, Nintendo, I have no idea. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, this year in games because I always. I, I have like this PTSD of the 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 one and the PS4's first year of it being like abysmal. you, know, yep. you had Titanfall and did not deliver. Watchdogs, remember that, woof. Um, and then you, you, had had Xbox, you
1: had Xbox One. You said PlayStation Four.
2: Yeah, Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, for for certain games, for certain games. I know. Uh, Time Fall, Xbox One. Like we talk like...
1: talking about bad about Titanfall now. What do we? No, doing? no, no.
2: I love it, but it just didn't sell. Like after Let's the first it. month, it, I know what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Community yeah. kind of just overdrive off.
1: too first year.
2: Hmm. And just like, these games coming out and just yeah. middling, and even Destiny. I remember that whole conversation, of like, so this game's a six. What do we do, <laughs> right? Like, um, how how does this game recover? And it's it's always a um, to me of thinking for the roadmap for PlayStation. Yeah, it is kind of like the same thing. Like, we got our what should have been the first six months of PlayStation. I feel for the first year in the PlayStation Five, like you know, Returnal just went gold. Yep. I hope that game does great. Too. But I do in the back of my mind go, it could be an order 1886, we don't know. But Luke can't talk shit about it because the artist that works on Returnal also worked on a Snyder
0: cut. So, I, I have more faith in Returnal your- than I do Deathloop, and I'm not I'm being silly leave. or yeah, at anybody. Well, leave Deathloop alone. <laughs> am I wrong? Am, am I crazy for thinking that Returnal is going to be more successful than Deathloop? Am I just out of the zone and not understanding? Because it feels to me like Returnal. I think the problem
1: Returnal has, and maybe this is just social media, but I and I I have it pre-ordered, so it's not me. But it's um, not Ains.
0: Everybody, market.
1: Yeah, market. I didn't kill the Dreamcast (laughs) like some on this panel, but um, (laughs) I I don't know if people see seventy dollars in value out of Returnal. Whereas Deathloop is a major publisher in Bethesda. Whether or not people see seventy dollars out of that, I don't know. Um, But that one's
2: 60. That one's 60.
1: You can get it on PS4 PS4 title technically, right? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. If I had to bet, I don't think either of them are going to sell extremely well. Mm -hmm. um, But if I had to bet one against the other, I would bet on Deathloop versus Return.
2: Yeah. Uh, Just because as much as like Housemark's a great name, it is a new IP. This is their first AAA game where like you could say, yeah, Deathloop, first IP for Arcane, but it's Arcane the sega of developers so like i think they have a little bit more prestige there than i say a house mark and so that's why for me like as much as i want returnal to be awesome just like i want every game to be awesome but you know i'm rooting for those devs it is a question mark
1: yeah and why, why does the main character look like a a 50 year old science teacher
2: I mean that's cool though because like what like what is an air is, cool. is it no no, no,
1: no like, <laughs> it. If, if you're an astronaut if,
2: are you are you hiring some like hot you know 20, year no, I'm not I'm not yeah. saying yeah. it has
1: to be some hot young girl or anything I'm just <laughs> exactly. saying she she just looks boring.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I like I, I like her character design. There's a lot of mystery around that story, but then like the art style doesn't necessarily speak to me as well. So yeah, to me I mean. it's like could it be a lawbreaker situation where it's like the art styles is like yeah, pass. And does that, you know, price tag like does that price tag actually hurt? Like like we say it could cuz yeah. we're fickle as, as all hell. So like you know, we say we won't buy something, damn it, but we end up buying that thing I'm anyway. Buying. So, that's that's where I my biggest question mark is for Sony this year is like, does that seventy dollar price tag tag actually change the way we look at games, their games in particular? Um, that's that's my kind of thought towards it because I know both of these consoles, PS five and Xbox, are going to sell well. It is that 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 catalog that I am like a little faintly concerned about I think the price
1: tag on things like returnal hurt more in their audience overseas. Right. I've talked to yeah. many people now where you're talking about like uh, for a conversion rates, like 90 bucks mm-hmm. uh, in euros, like in Germany, you know, I thought the Archimedes and some other guys about that kind of stuff. And it's like, you look at returnal, do you see $90? Come on. I don't, no. I, I don't know if you see 70 to the point um, I'm yeah. going to buy. It Cause I love house Mark and I'm excited to play it on my PS5, but for your average consumer, with, you made the point. New IP, the art style looks kind of, if you if you don't follow it like we do, if you're just looking at that game art or that cover, you're like, what? what that, why is the science teacher on the front of my game? <laughs> um, and, and $70, I just, I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of faith in it.
0: Well, that's the benefit of having an install base of something like Game Pass or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. putting the game into PlayStation Plus. Sony did a, was very smart with, and I forget the title. Odd uh, World, Joe. No, not our No, my Well, no, but,
1: but that's PS Plus next week. So yeah,
0: that's what's cool. the one? What, there was one that they just released about Cars, and it looked like Destruction demolition. Destruction oh, Destruction: stars Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yes, I was blanking on the name. Um, mm-hmm. but that was exactly what they should have done with that game because yep. new IP, decent looking game, people would have played it. But if that had been a seventy dollars launch game, yeah, you have sold your launch people. But it would have gone. Yeah. So yeah. You know, that's the value of those Basically, subscription. Gone, even being free, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, oof. but, you know, I'm thinking about this, the $70 tag here uh, and back to Joe's question of you know, where do we see these companies going? I don't think that $70 tag hurts them this year because people are starved for content. But right. as people are getting out of the houses, as games that are in the AAA space become more AAA as the, you know, as the generation wears on, as your Gotham Knights and your Ragnarok's start to release, I think that tag will be much more insidious mm. uh, to the smaller titles to the ones that right now don't have the competition on the shelf. The ones that, that are, are out there like Outriders, right? You know, you put that next to some of the bigger, bigger boys in the AAA space and it's going to fade right now. It's getting its time in the, in the sun. And I think people are going to pay 70 bucks for it uh, or on game pass. Right. And then you'll get, a, it'll be a good comparison point. But if that were releasing next to Gotham Knights and, uh, insert you know triple a title every, you know hellblade two or whatnot we'd forget about it pretty quickly and yeah. that t- like who's spending seventy dollars on an outriders ty- style game when Ragnarok's next to it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. talking about in mass, right? In mass. There will always be exceptions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um,
1: no. And I think Returnal, the only benefit I see with Returnal is where it's releasing. It's kind of the first PS5 dedicated release over yeah. the last few months. And so I think people may be ready to play something even though right after it you know it may die off quickly but yeah i don't know i don't know i what do you guys think where's playstation the rest of the year then so after june you have ratchet and clank right but then we don't know uh you have uh what is it kena coming at some point august august August. Or I was gonna say you're, you're you're supposed to. Well, I'm supposed to know too, but um, it's that's coming in August, so that looks fantastic. I'm yeah. super hyped about Kino, but you know, you think Horizon's definitely coming. Um, oh yeah. What else? You know, do you think Ryan Ross coming too? Do you think they are no. going to land both those games? No.
2: No. It's the way Jim Ryan said it in that GQ article, God, why? Why GQ? That <laughs> talk <was> about messaging. <laughs> because it's Jim
1: Ryan. That's why. Because it's
2: Jim Ryan. It's about male lifestyle, and that's what he's like. <laughs> GQ, let's go. Um, In that GQ article, in the same breath that he said that, you know, uh, Gran Turismo was going to yeah, get delayed.
1: Until next year, yeah.
2: Yep. That, you, that he's like, our focus is Ratchet and Horizon. So just the way, like, unless, like, someone's computer, like, blows up, I don't know, someone <laughs> spills coffee on a server, I think that game is pretty safe because... The way that I've interpreted it from from um, from from some inside I got an inside source from from some from some people is is that this 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 game's been in development for a minute. Yeah, it's it, I know I I believe it it was in the NoClip article because I want to give the source some spotlight. I believe it's in their documentary where they're just like we've been looking at this for a long time and this was originally supposed to be a PS4 game, but Question mark and now we know it's a cross generational game, which is the worst.
1: <laughs> <Question mark. laughs>
2: That's what the internet tells me. It's not really in a, it's not really next gen if it can run on a on another you know PlayStation. But yeah, so I think that I think that game's gonna be coming out maybe okay. September, maybe November. You know, it's not competing with Halo. It doesn't no. need to. So no. you know, they could just put that out wherever. It could be late in in, in the in the year, but that thing's coming out.
1: Do you think yeah. they have any other big AAA game in the fall? Mm. First party, I mean.
2: No. I, I would be really, really surprised if we see Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Um, really surprised. And I just don't see it. I, I think you're going to see like a third-party thing, maybe. Uh, you're going to see a, th- a lot of third-party deals. But not, not anything like I think Horizon's it. And I think Horizon's very lucky that it is going to fall in this year where it is because I don't think the competition's going to be there. You know, it's going to be some pickings this year. Fair thinking what about Gran you? Turismo?
0: Where, where are they at? That's the no,
2: no, no, they, here. See, you were listening now. they <laughs> We said this five minutes ago, Luke.
0: You <laughs> dumb idiot.
2: It's a GQR <laughs> so book.
0: Jim <weird>. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, is that a GQR? I, I yeah. zoned out because it's just a not my caliber. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they delayed it. To They just said next year. It's Gran Turismo. If you thought it was releasing on a rele- on a date, you're out of your mind. It never no. has in 20 years. So
0: Keep in mind, Joe, Gran Turismo not coming out this year, so they do not have a game, you know, in that fall, maybe They're, Final Fantasy 16 sweet. maybe. Yeah, maybe, perhaps, but who knows? <laughs> Look at Ains, he's like, wait, are they being
2: serious? Right what, what happened? <laughs> what? This is a bit. This is a bad bit, but a bit nonetheless. I' yeah. yeah. uh,
0: riffing because we don't listen to each other. So, Laura,
2: <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. You're Xbox guy. You got this podcast all about it. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Xbox's lineup? What do they got cooking this year?
1: You, do you see, Luke, so, yeah, Direct, do you see what I said, like, you know, we've heard about the two titles, right? I know that's been mentioned a few times they haven't announced. Mm-hmm. Do you see Starfield, Forza Horizon 5, or something unannounced else launching?
0: If you guys listened to XCP and you heard my recent guest, Jeff Grubb, uh, talk about this, we played oh this year or not. <laughs> um, I totally, I'm just giving you our time. I <laughs> do see Halo, obviously, because there were questions as to whether or not that would slip. Mm-hmm. Starfield is a strong maybe starfields is strong maybe and forza horizon is likely uh yeah. beyond that i think you're looking at smaller titles double a down yep. to, to, to what we would effectively call indie i'm thinking like Battletoads level type stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. just without the 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 brand recognition of something like that i don't see Everwild. i don't see no. uh, some of these other ones now see everyone's quick to dismiss Everwild at first I wasn't as quick to dismiss it because we don't know the size of that game, the scope, I should say, so of that game.
1: They're still hiring for people to make that game.
0: Yeah. yeah. What? How? I'm I'm derailing only to ask: Do you think that's a big game, like in terms of scope and scale?
1: Uh, a good what's a
2: big game watch. for Rare? Yeah, I don't like. I think. I think. I think like, CSEs Cf- 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 when it
0: launched empty? I mean like <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to joke. I mean that is literally rare's best-selling title now and it is yeah, making no, Buster money.
1: I I, th- I think every while it's a different uh, from what I've seen and heard. I think it's a different approach. I think that's more of a single player open world experience. <laughs> um okay. but I I don't I don't know what it's going to
0: That looked to me like do. Journey, third person. In my mind it was like a journey level game. No, and, and I think it's much broader than that. I think I'm, Right with you. you I have I'm have gathering that, sense? but at first impression, I was like, you
2: know, <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say? Said, does Zane's having an inside Yeah.
0: Well, Luke's over
1: here just hanging out with Jeff Grubb. So what did Right. He name say? drop.
0: At all cause. <laughs> <It's> Jeff Grubb. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting my name out there, guys. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to make it. Okay. It's a tough, it's a tough place to be. Doggy oh. dog world. Starfield though. I mean, well, first of all, we don't know. To go back to the original question. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty barren for Microsoft. Right, as barren, if not more than than Sony, because Sony's pretty barren also. Like, if we're being yeah. honest, they both are. And if there's going to be a year to be barren, like this is it. Like you don't have any competition. People are still buying all your stuff. You can't even make enough chips to get things out there. Yeah. Uh, and Microsoft's got a service where you can play the latest games without having the latest system. All right. So there is something to that. And uh, what Joe said about deals, Sony has been making the deals left and right for third party exclusive stuff. For God's sakes, you level up faster in call of duty on a PlayStation. (laughs) That's weird. Like, I don't, I don't like that, but I also don't care enough about call of duty, but somebody does, right? Somebody does. Somebody's buying COD on PlayStation versus not. Are they going to make those same deals going forward through the course of this year? I think they have to. Yes. What Absolutely. got the PS4 through a, a very empty launch was third party stuff like Assassin's Creed and Indies. And yeah. then Infamous hit, but then it got quiet again, right? Microsoft actually yeah. launched with better exclusives, Sunset Overdrive and Titanfall. They had a bad system. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot to that. Uh, but this year is going to be dry. And I really think because things have gotten better on the development side, people have figured out how to create in this environment. I'm thinking the 2022 games. Are going to be the real deal. That's yeah. that is your 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 big time heavy hitters. And I'm devastated. Gotham Knights got moved. Like Luke Lore needs a DC game. He just uh, I'm just ready for it. <laughs> and I, I I'm devastated that got moved. But it's only for the better. It's the same way I felt about Halo. Devastated. I didn't. I'm not playing Infinite right now. Ecstatic that they're going to really do the game justice. Yeah. So. Yep. And I think you're right. I think they need like in, for Xbox it
2: is a lot a lot more quiet. Um, not by much, but it's going to be uh um it's going to be a bit more quiet. And I think what Sony's done to make their system seem louder uh, in terms of 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 game releases is I mean, look, we got Returnal, we got Resident Evil 8, you got um Deathloop. All coming out within weeks of each other. All of which I'm, re- I'm reviewing
1: all game. three of those damn games.
2: All three of those games. Ains is going to review. You should check it out. at season <laughs> gaming. <laughs> hey, like, they all have marketing, but like they all have PlayStation marketing. Yeah. And then like in June, you're going to have Ratchet and crank. And then yeah. of course, summer is like the lull. But you know, you'll you'll have a few indies there, and you'll have Kina to look forward to. So like. PlayStation's carefully plotted out their approach. It is slimmer than it once was, especially compared to last year. But, like, I think, you know, Luke's right in the fact of, like, I don't think that price tag that the 70 bucks matters in the grand scheme of everybody's so bored they're in their house. I need something to play. I need something to escape the, you know... The lockdowns. So, like, yeah, I I, I definitely think that Sony's in a great place, too, and I hopefully will see Xbox with those third-party deals, and I think having those Game Pass deals being those things, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing it out there, throw it out there. Like, you know, Call of Duty, yeah, play it anywhere, but, like, this is the exclusive,
0: you know, Game Pass players get to play it type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. The Game Pass perks, and then... I mean, if the this the Discord thing, I know we're winding down, but if the Discord Boo. thing goes through, there's a lot of potential marketing elements that could pave the way. I mean, Boo. we're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh, make me focus. We're seeing a lot of <laughs> cross pollination in audiences right now. Right, every time we play Joe, with the, the exception of Thieves, which Ainsley never wants to play with us. Um, That's what it is. Yeah, we are playing crossplay. You're on your PlayStation, and like it doesn't affect me. Cool, it works, and it's getting better every month. So it's those deals are going to be the, the, the make or break element of uh, this year in terms of numbers of engagement, which is better than sold because they can't even make enough. Um, but, but we'll see, you know.
1: I think that's the thing that hurts Returnal and Deathloop the most is the fact that there's just not enough PlayStation 5s out there.
0: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it's a good point. It's also like, yeah, what are the goals that PlayStation has set for these things? Of course. Things?
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's got to be said, if you're Arcane, or Bethesda, whoever signs that deal two years ago or whenever it's sold, you know, signed to bring Deathloop exclusive to PS5 for a year, you're thinking, okay, this will release. They'll have six to eight months of install base for PS5. Um, You've, you know, because of everything gone on, you've got maybe half that now, you know, of what would have been. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Yeah.
0: yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gang. I feel like we're winding down here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are fading. you young bucks, you know.
0: This was an
1: absolute. (laughs)
0: Did did you bring orange slices? (laughs) Drinking your tea?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's done. Now I'm fading.
0: Well, gentlemen, (laughs) this was an absolute pleasure for episode one of Cast Co-op. It's a riff on Couch Co-op, and we couldn't settle on a name in general. He's explaining it. Remember that? No, no, no. I'm going there. Okay. it took us a week to figure out uh a week in the first first it took us a month really and then <laughs> yeah. you know, this show it should changed. have been out forever ago and joe's like i gotta get sick and I was like, all right i know jesus here yeah. we are excuses out of this healthy. guy right you here know, you know he's healthy, healthy. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. thank you ains thank you i'm glad someone else sees it you no know, this is my life on a daily basis i don't yeah. know all right joe where can people find you good sir and what content are you putting out uh coming up
2: you can find me over on the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. This week, we were joined by none other than the man himself right over there, at the top left corner, uh, Ainsley from Season Gaming. That's the second like he called says, Ainsley. He said, I was about to say, I was about to say, he said that I'm the only one that gets to call him Ainsley. Uh you can find that wherever you find your podcast <laughs> services, whether that's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, over there on YouTube's a video version of the show. And you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt and PS Trophy Room on Twitter as well.
0: Yeah, and Ainsley, want, you, you the want want man to to of season them? gaming. I'd like <laughs> you to, to send people where they need to send uh, to be sent for your content. And I do want to give Ainsley a shout out because he put together all the logistics of this show. Uh, which was which was absolutely great because Joe and I are awful, just awful, uh, and at yeah. everything you know. So and like right, most watch
1: new show guys, it's called Cast Co-op. Uh, it's uh-huh. a play on Couch Co-op. There you um. go.
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <pleasing. laughs> like this Joe. guy's a thinker. <laughs> this guy's a thinker. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah seasongaming.com. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Anyone listening to this knows where to find me. I'm Porsche Power. That's Porsche power on uh everywhere else not poor shopper not anything else you may <laughs> imagine um yeah just <laughs> just look up Ainsley man there's only like six of us in the world
0: I'm like to call me. Don't call <laughs> there's
1: six of us in the world and four of us are women like come on you can <laughs> find me I mean, I'm easy to find
0: <laughs> oh man okay before I give my stuff I do want to give a huge thank you to Adam Leonard for doing the art for this podcast and the intro music, which I assume we played uh, in, in this edited version. I mean, whatever well, like, no, we'll, Yeah, we'll that see. Yeah, that's good <laughs> uh, guys. You can find me <laughs> over at insipid ghost on the Twitter verse and uh, hosting the Xbox expansion pass uh, each and every week on podcast service of your choice, including youtube.com slash Xbox expansion pass. I did just speak with uh, Jeffrey Grubb at the time of this podcast, uh, publishing, and by the time the next one gets published, I'll be speaking to the people at Aspire Media who port games forward, like Stubbs the Zombie and Star Wars Racer and, and whatnot. So that's on my, my, my to-do list here. Nice. I think we've done it. I, uh, I like boys. you guys,
1: how you have a scripted thing you say about your shows, too. One day, one day I'll get there.
0: We're professionals.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're, we're professionals. Come on. Yeah.
2: Now, we have to have a tag out. We got to have a tag out, yeah. Like over at the PlayStation podcast, we got you know, keep hunting, keep playing PlayStation, which is lame. That's a really dumb thing you say. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then keep casting that (laughs) go (laughs) on.